It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, isn't this interesting? We spent two days talking about uh, the shooter in Colorado, the uh, the uh, crazy right-wing shooter who hated gay people, the homophobe who was inspired by Tucker Carlson and Matt Walsh and Libs of TikTok. And, uh, uh, well, now we find out uh, there's more to the story, as they say. <laughs> Uh, Anderson Aldrich, who changed his name a couple of years ago, uh, also changed his pronouns. He's a they, he's a they, them, a non-binary individual. And now if you're just, uh, just waking up, just learning about this, uh, the uh, media, most of the media is now properly gendering him. They're calling him they. They're calling him them. A mass murderer. We got a new rule on this show. If you commit mass murder, you forfeit your right to be referred to by your chosen pronouns. So on this show, we will continue to call this mass murder and scum him, he, <laughs> of course. But uh, most people in the media, they're not doing that. We will be uh, checking in on some of the people who spent the couple of day, last couple of days blaming people for this uh this evil bastard and the uh and the crime he committed it's it's i know we're not supposed to be you know laughing after a mass murder but it is pretty damn funny i got to admit dr fauci made his final official appearance before the media and it was amazing it, he wants you to know you got to mask up you got to get tested before thanksgiving dinner and uh He's not there to talk about the origins of COVID. No, the last time this hack appears before the media and Corinne Jean-Pierre protected him from actually having to answer the biggest question of all. What did you know and when did you know it, uh, Dr. Fauci, about the origins of COVID? Not, not going to talk about that. He's just going to fade off into the sunset and uh, wait for the subpoena from Congress before we actually gets uh, asked some real questions. Um, the NHL has gone woke. The NHL um, wants you to know that trans men are men and trans women are women and non-binary people are real. Well, I guess we know that now. Some of them actually commit murder. Uh, a, a, uh, a liberal lesbian writer had an assignment. She was supposed to go out there and find all the uh, transphobic uh, comments J.K. Rowling's made in her long and uh, prolific history of writing and tweeting and talking. 
the writer came up empty. It's could be my favorite story of the week. We got Skip and Shannon debating. And I got a question. Did do all sports debates sound this stupid? Did I sound this stupid when I uh, when I used to debate pointless, meaningless sports topics? We'll play that sound. It's just it's incredible. And uh, Montante will be joining us. We'll do our NFL picks. We're going to pick all the Thanksgiving games, and we're going to find out if Ironhead can keep his streak alive twelve straight weeks without a winning record. If anyone could do it, he could do it. We'll 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 get the, we'll we'll get all our picks in before the big games and before the uh, the holiday. We'll do all that and more on today's Callahan Show. Brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Well, Thanksgiving's here, Christmas is coming, and you know what that means. Well, two things: gifts and eating. Well, we got we got all your problems solved. We got the best idea you're going to get for the holiday season. Omaha Steaks. You're going to achieve gifting greatness. When you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha Steaks, the steaks experts at Omaha Steaks have put together special curated gift packages to help take the guesswork out of gifting and make you a holiday hero. Go to omahasteaks.com and use code word Jerry at checkout to get $30 off your order. Send an assortment of mouth-watering favorites guaranteed to impress like the legendary butcher's cut filet, air-chilled boneless chicken, and ultra-juicy burgers. I love these burgers. I think I have like like three days a week. I have my Omaha Steak burgers. I think this is my favorite food. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code Jerry. Order with complete confidence today. Knowing you're ordering the very best, visit omahasteaks.com. Use promo code Jerry to get that extra $30 off. Minimum order may be required. Well, we'll, uh, we're going to find out today. I think, well, actually, we're already finding out how will these hacks, these professional liars, these propagandists in the mainstream media who dove in before the blood was dry, before the bodies were buried, to blame the latest mass shooting on, you know, right-wingers who propagate hate and homophobia and transphobia. We played you all the sound yesterday. You should, we should get, uh, we should uh, get at least one of those cuts again, Ironhead from, uh, from one of these hacks, either, uh, either Brandy Zadras, get, you know, we want Ben Collins. Ben Collins is the alleged journalist from NBC who was weeping on air and wasted no time blaming all the all the usual suspect libs of TikTok and Matt Walsh and Chris Rufo and Ducker Carlson and anybody who uh, criticized drag shows for kids, drag queens going into schools and libraries and attempting to sexualize children. They criticized hospitals, including Boston Children's, who perform sex change surgeries on minors. Uh, you, 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 it's going. It's it's going on. It's happening. They admit it. But if you uh, expose it, if you criticize it, it's your fault when some lunatic shoots up a gay bar. They had, a, they had their fun the last two days, blaming everybody, everybody who uh, doesn't approve of uh, Drag Queen Story Hour. And I don't know, it was last night, probably about 10 o'clock, the story broke. And I have to admit, I sat here in my office and laughed out loud, laughed hysterically. This from, uh, I mean, it's all over the place, but let me get, uh, uh, let me get one of these stories up. This is from uh, the Daily Wire. 
you know, I should do the, uh, should do, let me get the, uh, uh, let me get the daily, uh, daily mail because daily mail and the New York post are playing along daily wires, not, and we are not the daily mail, uh, writes Colorado gay club shooter, Anderson Lee Aldrich previously changed their name and now identifies as non-binary using the pronouns. They, them. Uh, Aldrich is suspected of murdering five people and injuring others at Club Q Saturday, Saturday night. Meanwhile, it was revealed that their dad is a porn star who goes by the name of Dick Delaware. The suspect's original name is Nicholas Franklin Brink. They changed it to Anderson Lee Aldridge in 2016 in a petition signed by their mother, biological grandmother, and step-grandfather in a court filing. Aldridge's public defenders said their client is non-binary and uses they, them pronouns. (laughs) And get this, uh, they referred to their client as MX Anderson Aldridge. He's not a mister. He's not a missus. He's not a miss. He's a mix MX. Now I didn't even know there was such a thing, but apparently there is. And many, many media outlets are actually going to use it. I need you to get any anything from uh, CNN or MSNBC, Ironhead, anything. When I want to listen to these hacks pivot and start respecting the pronouns of a man who just murdered five people in cold blood. I've, I've made this rule before. You, you can... You can change your pronouns if you want to say you're a she. You can change your name as he did, but you can't be a plural. It just, you can't bastardize the English language, confuse us with this ridiculous uh, idea that you're a plural. You're a they, them. You can't be. You're just not. Yeah, I'm not going to call you they, them. I don't even care. You could be playing in the NHL because the NHL, there's, they, they, they respect non-binary people. They want, they say they're, they're inclusive and they include non-binary people. I'm not calling a single person. They I've read all these stories this morning. And I have to say it's, it's not about you know respecting other people's identity. It's about confusing people. You read it and you go, who's they, where's the other people? It's a plural. You can't be a plural. And you especially can't be a plural if you just shot five people to death in cold blood, this is so silly. Uh, Aldrich also registered with the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but to their knowledge had not been an active member, according to the Washington post. Uh, I guess, I guess original, uh, original uh, uh, opinions or uh, guesses that this guy was a complete whack job seemed to be true. I mean, he threatened to blow up his, his mother's house with a bomb. He had guns. He was a troubled individual. And now we know for sure because only troubled individuals want to be called by a plural pronoun. They're actually doing it. It, it broke last night. And this, this, I I mean, I was uh, naturally flipping around watching uh, different news channels, trying to see how they handled this. And there's, there's a, there's a funny one on CNN. I believe we have it uh, where uh, Alison Camerata has a panel and she gets the news that uh, he identifies as non-binary. This on the channel, the network that spent the last three days saying he was a uh, homophobe and a transphobe inspired 
by right-wing trolls on Twitter, inspired by right-wing politicians like Lauren Boebert and right-wing pundits and commentators like Tucker Carlson, they get the news three days later after all the, after, after lying and gaslighting the world for, uh, for three days, they get this news and then they don't know what to do. Uh, check this out. I believe, do you have the time on this? It was right. Yeah, there it is. It's a uh, 10 something. 10, 19 uh, PM. 10 night. This is right about as it was breaking. Cause I was, I was watching, I was following, I was hoping Matt Walsh and libs of TikTok and, and, and all those guys would, uh, would uh, chime in on this because the whole notion that they were uh, responsible or shared the blame was absurd. But as we know, Democrats slash the media, the president, Congress wastes no time in exploiting a tragedy, wastes no time in using and standing atop the dead bodies to attack their political enemies. This was perhaps more, uh, more uh, premature than ever. I mean, we didn't know anything about the guy except he was a lunatic and they just assumed he was inspired by Lauren Boebert. And uh, it seemed a little uh, premature at the time. And, and indeed it was, he is clearly a troubled individual. Um, I mean, you see him when he's a so, big fat guy and his father's a porn star who abandoned him, beat up his mother. I mean, he's got issues, doesn't excuse what he did. But in this panel, the funniest part is she goes to one of the panelists. He says, obviously he's trying now to avoid hate crime charges. So if he's non-binary and he shot other, uh, I don't know if any, I know some of the dead were trans, but if he shot other marginalized people, then somehow he's going to avoid hate crime charges. <laughs> this, this is how they react. Think of that. He's facing uh, first degree murder, five first degree murder charges, all kinds of charges. I mean, he's going to, going away for life. If they had the death penalty, they would execute him. They should execute him. They won't. He'll do life in prison but he's trying to, I don't know, shave a couple of years off a sentence by claiming to be non-binary. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to say, which is why it was so, so hilarious. Uh, I know I, I was getting some criticism on Twitter for laughing about this, but I can't help it. It's funny. It's funny watching these clowns, these propagandists try to find a new way to spin it. By the way, we have it. I'll get to it, but let's watch as CNN gets the news that mass murderer Anderson Aldrich is uh, a they. Go ahead. So attorneys for the accused shooter, Anderson Lee Aldrich, say in new court filings tonight that the suspect now identifies as non-binary. In a footnote to a motion asserting legal privileges, the public defenders say, quote, Anderson Aldrich is non-binary. They use they, them pronouns. And for the purposes of all formal filings, will be addressed as Mix Aldrich. So, in other words, not Mr. or Ms. Joining me now, CNN political commentator Errol Lewis, also back with me, Al Franken and Joe Walsh. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that's Franken. not anything that we had heard from his background. You know, people have been looking into his background. And uh, I don't know if anybody here, are you guys lawyers? I no. mean, you know, I don't know if the, I, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, th it, that's what he's now saying. It, it sounds like they're trying to prepare a defense against a hate crimes yeah. charge. That's the least of his problems, legally speaking. Ooh, but it it looks like they're trying to build some kind of sympathy or at least confusion on the question of whether or not this was purely motivated by hate. Such a, I mean, that is what it sounds like. We'll wait to see. <laughs> what a panel. 
they're trying to build a, avoid hate crime charge. Yeah, sure. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he can show that he was a they or claimed he was a they before uh, before the shooting. But so what? <laughs> Who cares if there there's there's Al Franken that pervert uh, in in all his glory? Uh, I can't believe he's still. It's amazing. CNN has Al Franken. They have all these disgraced. You know, FBI guys, Andrew McCabe is on there. They have uh, that uh, second, that Frank Figliosi, second in command at the FBI. That guy, another disgraced former uh, Intel guy on on CNBC. They have, uh, I mean, on MSNBC, they have Al Franken on there, Joy Reid. They have just these insane people uh, analyzing and, and commentating. By the way, I just watched Howie Hampton's on with uh, Joe Scarborough and... Uh, Willie Geist, and then how he's just telling him how great they are. And, and uh, he starts talking about how he's a friend of Al Sharpton's. He had, had James Brown in the studio one day, and he's, Sharpton was in there. Sharpton's a great guy. Al, Al Sharpton. Howard Stern has gone so far over the edge. It's just laughable. It's so sad what happened to the once great Howie Hampton's uh, hanging with his buds on MSNBC talking about how great Al Sharpton is. God, what an embarrassment. But back to this, because this is good. Here's what happened in the last 12 hours after the story broke. You're thinking, and I was waiting to see what Ben Collins and Zadrosky and all the rest of the uh, professional liars had to say about this. Would they apologize? Of course not. Not only will they not apologize to Tucker Carlson and Libs of TikTok, they will just pivot the new narrative, get ready for the new narrative. Uh, uh, Anderson Aldrich, they was bullied online. Here's from Ben Collins this uh, late last night. He says Brinks, he's calling him Brinks, by the way. Brinks is his old name, his dead name. I can't believe they're dead naming him. He says Brinks harassment by edgelords online was thoroughly documented on the hate site Encyclopedia Dramatica which outlined a harassment campaign repeatedly calling Brink a pedophile. They accrued some of those posts and mocked Brink's grandmother's GoFundMe to send Brink to Champagne to, to Japan. I don't know why his great, I guess his grandmother wanted to get, and he's got some of the uh, screenshots of people harassing him online by the end of today, the new narrative, be ready, get ready for, for these same clowns, these same clowns who embarrassed themselves the last three days will be, he was harassed online by right wing trolls. So they might not mention Tucker or, uh, or Lauren Bobar on this one, but it will be right wing hate that inspired him. They'll find a new way. They won't apologize for being dead wrong for, for slandering people. I mean, Matt Walsh from the Daily Wire is literally taking uh, legal action against the Daily Kos because they claimed that he said that he wanted more dead people at uh, he wanted more people shot and killed at Club Q. It's it just it's it was outrageous. It is outrageous. I believe they deleted it, but uh, Walsh is threatening legal action, and I hope he pursues it because it's just shameless. I mean, it's one thing if they found like all his online activity or some diary that said he loved Matt Walsh and Tucker Carlson. And he, it, that'd be one thing that would be like the shooter of Steve Scalise, who was inspired directly by Bernie, Bernie Sanders. He was a Bernie bro who went to the ballpark looking for Republicans 
who uh, voted against Obamacare. He, he went, they asked, is this the Republican play, uh, field of those Republicans? Yes. And he commenced shooting. That is a guy who was directly inspired by Bernie Sanders. That's one thing. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying lock up Bernie Sanders. I'm saying he inspired the shooter. Clearly they don't have that kind of evidence. They just made it up and they did it uh, so rashly that you had to wonder did they know something? Did they have some evidence? No, they don't care. It's just unbelievable. And there will be no apology today. There will be no introspection, no look in the mirror from these clowns from this. I mean, does Ben Collins go on TV again today and cry again and weep and say, you know, trans lives matter? What about non-binary lives? Do they matter? Because this, this fella, he's non-binary. He's, uh, I mean, it sounds like he's had a tough upbringing. His father was an MMA fighter who became a porn star named Dick Delaware. <laughs> yeah, can't make this up. The Daily Mail has photos of him and his MMA, you know, whatever stance, whatever his uniform, his, his uh, gloves on and his shirtless and his obviously all tatted up. But apparently he's quite the scumbag uh, Dick Delaware is. And clearly the kid... Uh, Aldrich had a tough upbringing, but uh, I don't think we've reached the point where we say, oh, the poor kid got uh, abandoned by his scumbag father. I could see why he shot up a nightclub full of people, but uh, nothing. It's too early for, uh, obviously, for, for Tucker to respond. I'm looking forward to it. I uh, don't have much from, I uh, don't have anything from Libs of TikTok or Matt Walsh, but man, what a strange turn of events uh, the, um, the whole story of a screwed up family is, uh, the daily mail has it all. The New York post has it. And the post, his father was on the reality show divorce court <laughs> where his fiance tried to get him to stop using crystal meth. All right. You know, this obviously it's too bad. He had a, he had a, he had a really rotten father that can be tough. I'm not sure uh, that excuses uh, mass murder, but they go through his uh, extensive criminal history too. I mean, he was a bad kid. He threatened to blow up the neighborhood. The police had to evacuate his old neighborhood because he was threatened to set off a bomb, which he didn't have, which the DA, DA didn't see to bring, didn't think to bring charges, dropped the charges. We don't know yet why that is. I'd love to hear more about that. Once, you know, you spend three days blaming Tucker Carlson and, and, and lives of TikTok, maybe you'll get around to the DA dropping the charges and, and sealing his record, which allowed him to buy guns. Uh, shouldn't there be more questions for that guy, for that DA, than there is for, for uh, libs of TikTok? She's got to chime in on this one, too, though, because... It's, it's just so obscene that you blame someone for mass murder, but they're doing it. I, I can't believe I, I don't know why. First thing I did was check uh, like the New York post. They're actually calling them. They <laughs> they're calling them mix. What? So if, you know, friggin' whatever, Adolf Hitler, if uh, Zardiev said he wanted to be, they would people, uh, would people respect that? You're supposed to respect, respect the, uh, the pronouns of a guy who just murdered five innocent people say, Ooh, and, and what will, will Ben Collins and, and Brandy Zadrowski 
and Joy Reid apologize because they've misgendered him for three days now. I mean, that's not as bad as murder, but let's be honest, it's pretty bad. You misgender a guy? Uh, I mean, uh, are they? <laughs> you just did it right there. <laughs> Mix. Mix. His name is Mix Aldrich. Is he going to go to court? Um, is he going to go to trial? And they're going to start in trial, say they, and people go, who's they? What do you mean they? What's they? Oh, he's a he's a multiple whatever person. I don't know what he is. Maybe maybe that would be the one time I'd allow people to call themselves they when they have split multiple personalities <laughs> yeah. and they're like Sybil. And he says, oh, no, that's not me. That's my other personality. <sighs> it's it's just, I mean, this is just madness. We have reached peak madness. You know what? We should do the NHL story before we get to Fauci and all this other stuff. We got a loaded show, but we should do Fauci, uh, the NHL because – this just is so insane. I, I went to a Bruins game the other night. Had a blast. It was it was good. The Boston Bruins are great this year. They are I don't know. It's like seventeen and two. They they are machine. They played the Blackhawks. It was a blowout. The people had uh, the fans had a blast. It was like one you couldn't tell one shift from the next. They are just loaded, and they were just dominant. It was comical. They, the Blackhawks couldn't get a shot off. And uh, yesterday, the NHL, like, you know, all professional sports teams, has gone totally woke. Um, and they, they're, they're like everything else, uh, like every other institution, they are bending to the whims of the woke mob. Even though there is like, there's like nobody in the crowd, nobody watching on TV, nobody giving their hard-earned money to the NHL is on board with this nonsense. They uh, they don't care. You know there's a bunch of, whatever, tw- interns and, you know, 28-year-old uh, you know, Wesleyan grads in the office, probably in charge of the Twitter feed for the NHL, and they, they're totally woke, and they think this is the way to go. But they got ratioed like no one I've ever seen before. This is a, uh, the first tweet. They tweet out... The NHL is proud to support this weekend's Team Trans Draft Tournament in Middleton, Wisconsin. This was the first tournament comprised entirely of transgender and non-binary players, with around 80 folks participating. This is so confusing. Uh, does this Do trans men play against trans women, or trans women against men, or is it all trans men? Is it all trans women? Like, how do they split the teams up? Because if they are... If it's trans men against trans women, I'm going to guess trans women are the favorites. Are the, are the I mean, trans women are men, right? So they, they wouldn't they dominate, or do they mix it up? I didn't get a lot of details on uh, how they how this tournament went, but uh, that was that was no big deal. I didn't even I saw that tweet and didn't even respond. Just said, man, the NHL is trying too hard. Their follow-up tweet when someone responded, objected to whatever they're playing along with this nonsense. This is from the NHL. Trans women are women. Trans men are men. Non-binary identity is real. This was before we found out the mass shooter was non-binary. This is the NHL. The NHL. Trans women are women. Trans men are men. Okay, NHL. How many trans men do you have in your league right now? How many trans men have you ever had in your league? If they're men, they must be able to compete with the men, right? I don't think so. 
Non-binary identity is real. No, it isn't. It's utter nonsense. This is wrong on every level. And it's just disappointing. You say the NH, it's one thing for major league baseball run by, you know, radical elitist pompous people like John Henry, you know, these, these kind of, you know, these, you know, these kind of detestable limousine liberals, you expect it from people like that. You don't expect it from the NHL. I mean, this, these are, this is a, a league played by men, watched by men, not all men, but mostly men, the people buying the tickets, mostly men, coaches are men. Why do they need to go there? What purpose does it serve other than to offend their fans and say, what, what are you doing here? They just got, they had to shut off their notifications because they got too many too too much uh, blowback on this. They left it up, but what purpose does it serve? I understand if it's some fashion company or, you know, some, some college in New England, private college uh, <laughs> spewing this nonsense, but what, what is the purpose if you're the national hockey league to say trans men are men, trans women are women. I mean, you feel like saying, can we just go back to, you know, respecting, other people tolerating other people. As I've mentioned before, we've had this, this kind of bizarre uh, evolution of this whole process. Initially, you know, marginalized communities, whether it's gay or lesbian or, or trans, you know, they wanted uh, tolerance. They got it. There's tolerance. People are, are okay. Live and let live. And you do your thing. I'll do mine. Then it was acceptance. You must accept it. Okay. People, and then it was celebration. You must celebrate it. We must have parades. You must wear a rainbow. You must wave the flag. You must have a month to celebrate us. And then it, it, it finally reached this point of participation. You must participate in, 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 in our lifestyle. You must uh, tweet. You must uh, wear, wear rainbow colors to, to, uh, you must be part of, of, of this. And it's again, one thing, if it's, you know, the Boston Globe or some radical uh, band of, of activists, but this is the national hockey league. I didn't see, I mean, I, I mean, maybe, maybe we're getting some comments here. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> I'd like to see one of those trans men, I don't know, skating against Chara going into the corner against Chara. Um, and, and somebody tweeted with Gordie Howe is uh, rolling over in his grave. I've known a few NHL players, coaches. I can't imagine any of them saying this is, this is wonderful. Our league's gone woke. We're celebrating trans, whatever, trans day, trans month, trans year. We're celebrating. We're participating in this. It's just a shame. It's just like, can you, they don't, I mean, I'm not asking them to be transphobes, uh, but, just leave it alone. What is the purpose of the NHL going all in on this? It just seems like it seems like you're uh, offending or annoying your the vast majority of your fan base, the people who pay the freight. By the way, it is not cheap to go to an NHL game. I went up and I got two beers, two beers for my friend and me. He he bought the tickets, so I bought the beer. Thought I was getting off easy. No, he hands me a little receipt. $37. And I go, what? I mean, I haven't been, I don't know, but it, you know, they're big beers, they're big cans of Bud Light, great beers. But, and I, I mean, I might've had more than one, 
And I'm sitting there going, if you're a real hard drinker and my friend is, and you have, I don't know, six with tip, that's like 120 bucks. Oh yeah. I, I look around and these people, you know, they seem like just salt of the earth people, hockey fans, Bruins fans, just good people. There's no, there were no fights and arguments. Everyone was getting along and talking and high-fiving. How many of them can afford What is that? $19 beers, (laughs) $19 people are buying $19 beers. And in, in this case, I'm not saying the NHL spitting in their faces, but they're saying, you know, I know you're not on board with this crap, but we're going to do it anyway because, you know, the woke mob intimidates us, intimidates everybody. And, and we're, uh, we're going to play along with the silliness. Are they going to have like trans day and have trans people on skating around and pretending that everyone is okay with it? We, I mean, again, we got tolerance. You got acceptance. You even have celebration. Do we have to participate in everything? Honest to God, this is just misreading, misreading their people. Half of them must be pretty good on skates, though. Who is? I said half the the trans people must be pretty good on skates. I Uh, I mean, I I didn't, uh, again, we saw a picture of the trans game. We didn't see any video. I don't know how it went. I don't know who goes against whom. But uh, it just, the, 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 I, I know, again, the NHL is, is big into tolerance and acceptance of gay people. They've you know, had gay players and gay, and gay family members and, and all that. That's wonderful. But how do we get to trans men are men? No, they're not. That trans men are women. Trans women are men. And non-binary is a made-up thing. Maybe you heard. It's a made-up thing by mass murderers who are trying to avoid hate crime charges. Uh, it's just uh, I don't know I don't know where we go next it just seems like uh, just seems like people are trying too damn hard and I saw a lot of uh, people online on Twitter saying they're done I mean I'm not I don't think people mean it when they say they're done but they are somewhat they're disillusioned they're disgusted you know when you know the Boston Red Sox brag about having the longest biggest Black Lives Matter sign and you go, what? Black Lives Matter, a, a, a violent Marxist organization that's devoted to ending capitalism. You're celebrating that. I mean, when the whole major league you know, professional sports you know went nuts and then took an eve for uh, for George Floyd, you're just saying, can we have some balance here, some perspective? Do you have to just fall in line with the mob? Are you that afraid of these people and? You know, apparently they are. Apparently the uh, the NHL is afraid of the uh, the Murchison effect. The uh, they're afraid of the the crazy trans mob coming after them, and for that they will uh, they will uh, piss off their 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 most loyal fans. But uh, anyway, um, anybody uh, anybody on the comment line objecting to uh, to me criticizing the NHL? I don't think so. No, but it's just like it's just uh, like when. Uh... Um, everyone was like, oh, I'm not watching football because people are kneeling. I'm like, you're going to watch. <laughs> I mean, I, I never said that, but no, I'm not I, saying I, you, I swear, but I don't watch. I, hell, I watch no baseball this year. Me either. I can't support the Boston Red Sox. I don't see how anybody can. The Boston Red Sox at every chance they get dump all over their own fans. They call their own fans racist when they know 
people are making up charges of racism or hearing racist. I mean, they, they supported Tory Hunter who made up a complete lie about fans chanting the N word and the f- kids chanting the N word and parents cheering that it's obviously a lie, obviously a lie. If you cared about your customers, your fans, you would defend them against such a specious accusation, but they didn't just like with Adam Jones, they supported the liar who lied about their fans rather than supporting their fans. That's despicable. How fans could support that team with that ownership is beyond me. I mean, they don't at nearly the numbers they used to. Their ratings are in the toilet. There's no energy or buzz around that team. People are disgusted with that team because they don't like the owner. The guy, they won four championships. They don't care. They know what kind of people. Here's what kind of people own the Red Sox. People who look down their nose at their own customers, at their own fans. They have no respect for Red Sox fans, for Boston fans. Hell, one of the owners, LeBron James, said the Red Sox fans are racist as F. And what did the other owners do? Nothing. Did they uh, did they uh, ask him to apologize or or clear up his uh, his comments? Of course not. You know why? They agree with him. They, they think their own fans are garbage. And yet people still give them money and, and watch their TV, watch their network. Again, not in nearly the numbers they used to. There are many people like me who have walked away from that garbage organization. And uh, part of it, a big part of it is how super woke they are and, uh, and how they just have no respect for their own fans. Just give them your money. Uh, beyond that, they don't care. They control the media. They control Nesson. They, they, they own Nesson. They own WEEI. They own the media in this town and people still despise them and they should, but uh, I don't need to go on that rant again. I just found it. Uh, the, the NHL, the NHL couldn't handle being ratioed. They had to shut off the notifications because there was so much blowback and think of the, think of the people, the heart and soul of the NHL's fan base, Canadians, you know, people from uh, Buffalo and Minnesota. And they're like, Hey, I don't have a problem with the trans people. God knows, let them live their lives and, and respect them and all that. But do we really have to join in this celebration enough, enough, but uh, all right, let's move on. Let's get to Fauci. We God knows we've talked enough about Fauci. We must, we must talk about celebrating. Let's celebrating the end of this reign of terror from the evil elf. I found I, I found this hilarious that they were calling it his final press conference. Okay, rate, show your hands if you actually think this little dirtbag is actually going away. Does anybody think Fauci will ever go away? Will ever leave the limelight? No, he's going to have a I, Spotify I, deal next week. Oh, uh, well, you know what? You know what's going to be amazing. See, he did one thing that won him, put him in the good graces of the media forever, and there was nothing they could do. He could show up with a severed head in his hand at a press conference and the mainstream media will still fawn over him. They will still circle the wagons. We know his track record. We've covered it daily for the last three years. We know he's been wrong about everything, about masks and herd immunity and ivermectin. And he's been wrong about everything. He has lied to the public almost daily for three years. He's the, he's the man responsible for shutting down schools, for shutting down the economy, for costing the U.S. economy trillions of dollars, this is—he is the most dangerous public uh, employee in the history of this great republic. He's still the highest-paid member of the 
federal government. He's going to got a massive pension and it won't be enough. He will take a job on the Pfizer board, on the Moderna board in a matter of days, and he will end up worth a hundred million dollars. He's already worth like 12 million. He made, I don't know what it was. He made a fortune um, during the pandemic while your business was closed down, while your kid was home from school, while your uh, 401k went up in flames. This little monster made a fortune. I think it was like, we did the numbers like $6 million in the last two years. Mm. Something insane. Um, anyway, uh, he's retiring. It's coincidence. He's retiring just before the Republicans take the House and get subpoena power, which will be glorious. He's still going to end up in front of Congress. I hope. I hope. And I hope he ends up in front of the Senate again, because there's nothing better than watching Rand Paul, a really smart doctor, uh, go at him, make him uncomfortable. See, when you're the boss and he's been the boss for decades, you're not used to being called out, criticized, and he can't handle it. He gets all frazzled whenever anybody uh, asks some real questions. Even yesterday, this is his final appearance, the final chance the media gets to ask him real questions officially on the record. And he's got this little, he's got KJP, Kareem Jean-Pierre, this dummy, they're like a, like a bodyguard protecting him. Someone actually tries to ask, think of this. We know he, he uh, funded the Wuhan lab, at least in part, where the, and we believe that's where the, lab, uh, the virus was created. In turn, the virus was unleashed upon the world. It killed 7 million people, including more than a million Americans. It cost our economy trillions. It did immeasurable damage to this country. And the man who knows where it came from, he knows the origins, he funded it, has never been put on the spot and forced to answer any questions. Never. So he finally gets this chance, full room of uh, alleged reporters, quote unquote, journalists, little fanboys and girls. And this woman will not let him answer the question. He is being protected, coddled, pampered till the end. This was disgusting. but. Uh, let's watch a little bit about a little bit of uh, Fauci, little evil elf's final performance on stage in front of the cameras, at least a final official one. I predict, uh, see, I'll, he'll do five Sunday shows. He'll be on with Chuck Todd, Jake Tapper, and he'll be on with, with Andrea Mitchell. He'll be on with all his friends. He's probably already, you know, picking out his suit and planning his day and who he gets to have coffee with and who he's going to have lunch with. He will be a fixture among the swamp creatures in D.C. because that's what he loves. COVID's going away. We know that. That hurts him. That that's a, It's sad. It's, it's like losing a loved one. Last thing he wants is for COVID to go away. COVID's the best thing that ever happened to him. And it's 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 really going to leave an empty spot in his soul that, that COVID will go away and he will no longer have the power that he's enjoyed for the last three years. But let's watch a little bit of this. I will not call on you if you yell. And also, you're taking time off the clock because Dr. Fauci has to leave in a couple of minutes. I, I'm done. I'm not going. I'm not getting into a back and forth with you. Go ahead, Jeremy. Dr. Fauci, um, only, only certain great questions. You ask your question. 
Rachel, you should allow her to add some nature. Jeremy, 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 the origin of COVID-19. It is not, it is not your turn. It is not your turn. Across the room, she has a valid question. She's asking about the origin of COVID. I hear the question. Dr. Fauci is the best person. I, to I hear your question, but we're not doing this the way you want it. This is the disrespect. Of, it is. I'm done, Simon. I'm done. I'm Simon. I'm done. I'm done with you right now. So Go ahead. Little evil elf is standing behind her as they're shouting the question about origins of COVID. He never answered. He's afraid. He's a coward. And he, and, he, and he doesn't care. It's amazing. I don't have to answer to you. A federal employee who's been sucking off the public mammary for 50 years <laughs> and just feels no obligation to answer the most important question. I mean, he, he, he is just despicable. And of course, he did one thing that uh, I mentioned this earlier. I didn't even answer. He, he helped get rid of Trump. That was what he did. He deposed Donald Trump, the evil orange man, would be president if not for that scumbag. That's why the media will love him forever, and lie about him forever, protect him forever. Uh, but we get Trump, to see. Trump I mean, also the, empowered him. People forget that. I mean, it doesn't matter what he does. Again, he could show up, you know, with a with a severed head in his hand. He could. I mean, it doesn't matter. He got rid of Trump. For that, the media will forever be grateful and forever give him a pass. There was a couple of funny moments, though, he, and, and I, I could not believe what I was hearing. He is telling people to get tested before you go to someone's house for thing. Tested before you go to Thanksgiving dinner at your at your family's house. <laughs> what, what what are we talking about here? Getting a test? People are supposed to stick that friggin' thing up their nose again? Are we done with that? So if you get COVID, you get COVID. You stay home for a day. Most people have had it. They've had it. It's the flu. You know, unless you're old or elderly or obese, it's the flu. You, you're sick for a day. You get better. You move on. That's life. He can't stand the fact that people aren't living in fear anymore. So he wants you to get tested. He wants you to avoid large gatherings. This was a press conference from 2020. He said the same things over and over. It's amazing. He doesn't care about, you know, the, 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 the latest, the latest developments. He wants to live in the past. When we listened to his every word, people heeded his advice. No one's listening to you anymore. You lying weasel. No one. Oh, I shouldn't say no one. This is my favorite part of the press conference. Uh, April Ryan. I was trying to figure out, I mean, I know she's a fixture, but like, like what does she do? I looked it up. She's a reporter, author, and correspondent for the Grigio. 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 Do you know what? I think I was pretty. The Grigio is an American television network and website. Do you know this one, Ironhead? Can't I thought it. I was pretty uh, up to date on net television networks and websites. What is the Grio? I know. I can't say I've heard of that one. <laughs> the G-R-I-O. The Grio. Where do you get the Grio? I flipped the flip around with much as anybody. I've never seen the Grio, but she gets a uh, seat in the uh, press room all the time, gets to ask questions. Peter Ducey didn't get to ask a question of Dr. Fauci, I don't believe, but April Ryan from the Grio did. Uh, uh. And it wasn't really a question so much as a, uh, a speech. 
Oh, she wants to know. This is amazing. She's sitting there muzzled in her mask and wants to know why more people aren't masking up. She demands to know. Why? Go ahead. Let's listen to April Ryan from Grio. So uh, just so you know, I just I looked up the Grio. It is Black America's Breaking News Opinions and Stories. I got it. I just wondered if you ever heard of it. No, <laughs> no. one's ever heard of it. Uh, but uh, let's let's listen. This listens to her. She's very concerned that nobody's wearing masks. Go ahead. On the issue of COVID and mask wearing, we're not talking about mask wearing in this moment. Masks and the word masks have become a pejorative in some parts of this nation. Can you talk about the importance of mask wearing as you're worried about the holidays and people gathering together? And then on the gatherings for Thanksgiving and Christmas, what do you recommend for families who may have some who boosted and may have some who are not boosted, may have some who have not had a vaccine at all? <laughs> oh, my God. It's 2020 the, again. The, the, she, it's, it's amazing. We are going back there, and I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I'll tell you what. They start with mask mandates. I feel like there's going to be an uprising. I know I've said it before and people let me down, but there is nobody. I shouldn't say nobody. Most people are in not, they're not going back. They're not doing it again. They're not people. See, it only takes, it's only a matter of time and effort. People read up. They understand Fauci's a liar. He's a pharma salesman. He's still pushing vaccines and people, you need your booster. I mean, I asked this question on Twitter and it's, it's a serious one. When he starts saying the most important thing we have to do, the most important thing for everybody is to get your boosters, to get vaccinated. And I got a simple question. You're a simple man, Iron Ed. Can you, can you answer me this? I know you're unvaxxed, but maybe you've, uh, you know, heard something I haven't. Mm -hmm. But here is, um, here's Fauci. The real danger, he says this yesterday, the real danger is the people who have not been vaccinated. So that that's you. It's actually me too. But what is what does he mean? Why? Why is the real danger the people who have been unvaccinated? We've known for two years almost that vaccines don't stop the spread. They don't stop the transmission. We believe they limit the symptoms, and they maybe they save the lives of the elderly and the obese. But why is the real danger the people have unvaccinated? They're a danger to themselves, according to him. They could get sicker than they would have with the vaccine. I understand that. But so what? I mean, people do things, you know, they smoke cigarettes, they drink booze, they whatever, they skydive, they bungee jump. People take chances every day. If you want to take a chance that you'll get COVID and it could be worse because you're unvaccinated, so what? That's your right. How is that a danger to the public? Can you answer me that? I legitimately don't understand what the hell that means. The real danger, this is a quote from the top public health official in the, in the world. The real danger is the people who have not been vaccinated. Why? Serious question. Why? Uh, we can, in their minds, we spread it and they don't. And that's, but, but, but we know that's not true. We know that's not true. We do. Everybody knows they, the they dumbest don't, person out there. I mean, I'm, anybody, children know that. Stupid people know that. People who don't pay attention, they, everybody knows that's not true. So are you telling me he's lying till the end? Yes. Okay. Then he's lying. And it's such a simple, brazen lie. It's like, okay, we know that. You, I mean, 
we know that the real danger is not unvaccinated. I don't even know what the real danger is. We're done here. What are you talking about? The real danger is that you'll stop getting kickbacks from Pfizer. Is that the danger? I can, I honestly can think of no other reason that they are still selling this so hard in that they are profiting. What's his face? That other doctor, whatever his name is with the two arms thing, two arms. You got, he said this yesterday, you have two arms. He said yesterday, one for flu shot, one for uh, one for COVID shot. I mean, first of all, you're talking to people like children. Secondly, who out there, who in the 30, 330 million Americans, who is sitting there listening to this saying, oh boy, I better get vaccinated. This snake oil salesman is, uh, has finally convinced me. Who? Anybody? Is this working on anybody? That's what I'd like to know. But let's listen to this guy Talk to us all like we're, we're five years old. Go ahead. But it's going to take all of us to make that happen. So please don't wait. Get your COVID shot. Get your flu shot. That's why God gave you two arms. You can one in each arm if you want. Go to vaccines.gov and let's do everything we all can to protect the American people. Hey, well, what do you mean? Uh, I don't want to waste any more time. I feel like I've talked about this for half my life. <laughs> what do you mean protecting others? How? How? How does it protect? Uh, how? Uh, and, 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 you know, I know people tried to ask that and she jumped in front. Oh, no. Dr. Fudge is a great public servant. He's, he's graced us with his presence. This hack is making almost a half a million a year. And they act like he's doing us a favor to answer uh, a couple of questions. You know what? You know what's protected me from COVID this entire time? Staying away. <laughs> Callahan coffee. <laughs> That'll do it. You know what? That makes about as much sense as the two arm things. Here's what you need to remember this holiday season. Great gift. Everyone, all your coffee drinkers in your family on your list, get them some Callahan coffee. It has got the reviews are in. It's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Five stars. <laughs> Everybody loves it. Callahancoffee.com. You know what? You can do all your shopping. Here's how you do it. CallahanCoffee.com, MyPillow.com, code word Jerry, OmahaSteaks.com, code word Jerry. Simple. You don't have to leave the house. Don't have to go out. Lots of traffic out there. Lots of people with uh, breathing on you, giving you COVID. If you're like April Ryan and you're scared or Howard Stern, just stay home with your mask on. Get your Callahan coffee and your MyPillow slippers and your Omaha steaks. Can't go wrong. All right. I got other, I got so much to get to, but I don't think I have time. I'll just mention a hilarious story. You can read it on uh, Daily Wire. Huffington Post assigned a writer. She calls herself a lesbian liberal on her bio. She's a hardcore lesbian liberal. They gave her three months, told her to dig up dirt on J.K. Rowling's. Just go over everything she's written, said, tweeted. Find all the transphobic comments. Find it all. Let's kill her. Let's get her. Typical liberal outlet Huffington Post. Let's get her. You know what? You know what she came up with? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing she tweeted. She tweeted. And I'm going to guess, honest to God, she's probably going to get fired for this because, uh, I, you know, they don't uh, they don't stand for this. But she tweeted that she tried and came up with nothing and wrote nothing. So uh, that was a nice try, Huffington Post, but uh, didn't work. <laughs> JK, I guess they probably think if she says, you know, men are men, that's, that's, uh, or men can't get pregnant, that's uh, transphobic. But I don't think the public would agree. And uh, I was going to get to the Skip Shannon debate, 
but we could do that another day. Save that one. I think we should Rainy get to, day. I think we should do Shea and then we should get to Montante and our NFL picks. We got to get this going, man. All the games are tomorrow. I Tomorrow's know. such a great long, long day of football capped off by the Patriots at night. This is uh, for you homeowners and home builders out there. Did you know that Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. This is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do is their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home, Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that, you call Shea, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away, they put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen. And when they're done, your house looks better and it's worth more. This isn't an expense, this is an investment in your home. Check it out. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. And by the way, you can also look for a job there. You can go to Shea Concrete or get on SheaConcrete.com. They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your profession and go work for Shea. Check that out as well at SheaConcrete.com. All right, let's bring in our man, Montante. Who Speaking of five boosters. I'm just curious, Montante, are you betting on all the games you're picking? Because if you are, man, you are rolling in it, man. You are cashing in. Which would normally be good, but I'm betting on every game that we talk about and then others where I, where right. I do lose. <laughs> um, last week was actually my first losing week, so uh, I got to shake that off. Although the bet your mortgage, first ever uh, bet your mortgage uh, game. Responsibly. Game Easily, easily, forty to three. I mean, I knew it'd be easy. I didn't think it'd be that easy, but yeah, that was that was the greatest pick, and we've done this all year. Hell, I've done it off and on for uh, you know hundred years. That was the single greatest NFL pick I've ever heard. I was going with Minnesota. Ironhead, of course, went with Minnesota, and you one hundred percent convinced me, talked me out of it, and convinced me Dallas was going to win. And I wasn't, you know, sure, but you were. You were sure, so I said, okay, I'll go with Dallas. And they didn't just win. I mean, they just wiped the floor with the Vikings who were, who were, you know, what whatever they were, nine and one, one eight and team. one. Yep. And 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 they just they just they just kicked the crap out of them. You were so right on that. But we do have to, you know, we do have to pay homage to this achieve this this run, this role like we've never seen before. We are on week twelve and Ironhead, who's a, a degenerate Campbell like you, doesn't quite put up the the, the amount of money you do, but Ironhead has no. yet to have a winning week, not one week, 11 weeks. And you would not have, a, that is remarkable. I don't know if you'll be able to keep that up, but we'll try. We'll try. Yeah. What's your secret? Listen, What's your secret? Ironhead. My secret Other is be really stupid. <laughs> I'm really dumb when it comes to, I, I can't see football. I just can't. If you want to talk, I'm, telling you right I'm now, much better this, with this basketball. Is, this is what it is. No, no, you're not. You're not. So this is the problem. Because the, the mo- you're not the most bet sport. You're, you're not is NFL football, and this is why Vegas feasts because they they pre- you know, they prey on people like him who know enough about football to think they see something when they look at the lines, and they absolutely fucking crush you. They crush you. You know too much. The average Ooh. person who who picks off uniforms like the girlfriend will do better than you because she doesn't know anything. Right. You think you know something, and that's why they just bend you over and spank you week in week out. All right, there's a couple of games. A couple of games. Spot to be. 
There's a couple games this weekend. Uh, we're doing all three from tomorrow, but a couple that are like that, that I'm saying, I think I know, but it's, you know, I'm tempted to just uh, do the Costanza and pick against my own instincts. But uh, I, I'm curious to hear what Matanta has to say. We'll start with Bill's on the road in Detroit, which is fascinating. They play four games, um, four, uh, two games in Detroit in four days. One is a home team. One is a road team. They're the road team tomorrow at the Lions minus nine and a half on the road against a team that's won what three how many in a row is detroit won? actually jerry uh detroit is actually home to buffalo as we saw last week so it's it's a toss-up did i just say that i believe i just said that i know i'm saying you're like on the road and mike money's not (laughs) they were home last week now they're on the road they're the road team um the crowd will be rooting for detroit this week yes Detroit's last in defense, last in points, last in yards. But, but I don't know, just the lines are on a roll. Nine and a half, is that too much for you, Montante? It's it's far too much. And uh, even when the Lions were winless with, you know, Charlie Batch and Joey Harrington, something about betting them on Thanksgiving is a personal tradition um, that I will not slip up on this year. I'll take them again, <laughs> nine and a half. Um, and listen, Buffalo, they had a fucked up travel schedule. They went to and from Detroit a couple times now. Nine and a half, I, I understand why this is nine and a half. It was in Buffalo under normal conditions, I would say that. But early in Detroit, if you're in Detroit, you haven't, you know, had money in your bank account in 10 years. You know, you triple lock your doors. You got nothing going for you. The one thing you do have going <laughs> for you are early day Thanksgiving games. And nine and a half is way too much. And Jerry, I got stats that you don't mean nothing, but. I follow the trends because these teams have souls. The Lions are 6-2 and two against team with running records against the spread. And then the underdog in this matchup, the last five times they've played, so you probably have to go back 20 years for the stat, but I'm giving it to you anyway. The underdog in these, these matchups are 4-1 and one against the spreads the last five uh, times against the spread. So give me everything you see here is Lions. Lions, Lions, Lions. Please, Craig, tell me that I'm wrong. You're uh, wrong. I will never bet the Lions in my life. They stink. Uh, Barry Sanders ruled, and then after that, he sucks. So I'm going to go with the Bills. They're going to win by four touchdowns. Uh, all right. I'm with the Lions then, uh, clearly. <laughs> nine, uh, same spread, nine and a half. Dallas minus nine and a half hosting the Giants. That's This is amazing. You know, the Giants were you know the darling they were they you know they, they're seven and three right now they lost last week it was tough they lost half their team to injury their injury list as somebody said is longer than a CBS receipt uh, Dallas uh, has won 10 of the last 11 I believe in this in this uh, matchup including earlier this year against the Giants but they're nine and a half point favorites uh, is that line too big for you Montante See, this is, this is a tricky one because people are very short-sighted like Craig. This is where I think we could align on this one. Uh, everyone, Dallas is America's team, so you're already going to have the line heavily slanted towards that because everyone usually bests on their favorite team. The second thing is we're coming off of Dallas beating the absolute shit out of Minnesota, uh, first <laughs> predicted here. So everyone's going to want to go instinct and bias. They're going to want to take Dallas here, um, which makes me feel uneasy about this. Uh, but I think the Giants are coming back down the earth. I think Dallas is that good. Uh, the Giants are 0-4 against uh, the spread the last four NFC East games. Dallas is 4-0 against the spread the last four home games. I'm going to lay the 9.5 here. I feel weird about it. I feel like I'm, I'm kind of taking the cheese here, but every once in a while that rat gets to eat. So I'll, I'll lay the 9.5 with uh, with Dallas. Well, 
Me too. I'm taking Dallas and uh, the Giants are just too banged up. And the, and the Cowboys, I mean, it was only three days ago that they were rolling like, like no team has rolled all this, this whole season. They just feel good. They look good. They, they, they're, they're cocky. They're confident. They're home. I'm taking the favorites too. How about you, Ironhead? See, that's a lot. That's a lot. I think you are right with the cheese. I think you are taking the cheese and uh, I'm going to go with the Giants. Oh, yes. I'm going with Vanilla Vic, who hates, he hates Chihuahuas instead of Pitbulls, but I'm going with him. You going with who? Vanilla Vic. Vanilla Vic, right. All right, let's go. Patriots <laughs> tomorrow night. Problem is, is this, are we all going to be able to stay up for this? This is going to be eight o'clock after a long day of uh, overindulging. You're supposed to you're supposed to take a nap during the second football game. That's tradition. Oh, is that it? Yeah, yeah, hopefully it's a blowout. Dallas blows them out. We can take a nap. New England at Minnesota. Minnesota is favored by two and a half. Um, one of those we talked about this last week, Matati. Kirk Cousins has a terrible record in prime time. He can't win prime time games. He can't beat Belichick. He's 0-3. He's never scored more than 10 points against uh, a Belichick defense. But check out this stat. I didn't even know this till I just saw. New England hasn't has no tele, no touchdowns in November. Is that right? It sounds about right. No offensive well, no, touchdowns. No offensive touchdowns because no, uh, I, I can confirm they have one. I, I heard they had a punt return for a touchdown. I heard that. Let's leave it in the past. Uh, so 80, their offense is struggling. Yards. Their offense is struggling, and but Minnesota. What what is your instinct or what is your rule, Montate, when a team gets crushed? Three days, four days later, do you expect them to bounce back? Or do you think they're still licking this, their wounds? This is a, a soul-searching game here. Um, I, I think they were as good as the record was last uh, going into last week. That is a good team. Um, but this is one of those games, if you're Minnesota, if you lose here, you're going to finish, you know, 10, 10, maybe 11 wins if you're, if you're lucky. But if you win here, you kind of solidify that you are a good team. So this is a very interesting uh, game on both sides and. I think I know you guys are gonna be on uh, on the Patriots. I think Minnesota gets right here. They go into Foxborough. Um, yeah, the Pats have a good defense. They always do, as long as Bill Belichick has a pulse. You know, his little weird sons on the sideline licking his lips, doing all a bunch of weird shit. Um, mm-hmm. But they can't score. That you can't overlook that. They just they can't score. So I'm gonna take the Vikings two and a half, and I feel I feel pretty solid about it. Uh, I'm gonna take the Patriots. It's one of those deals where you feel like. Uh... Uh, I feel like you're taking the cheese. New England, at New England's uh, favored. So, is it two and a half or three? I saw two different. No, New England. New England's, New England's getting, getting, getting points. That's what I meant. They're they're underdogs by how many? Two and a half. Yes, two and a half. All right, I'm going to take the Patriots and expect Cousins to screw up. They always go down, then they make these great comebacks. All right, Jerry, you want to feel uneasy about your pick? What do you like, Craig? Well, here's the thing, Montantes. Everyone's forgetting how good the Patriots' defense is. They they might not. Huh? Stupid. I just told you how good they no, were. No, no, you're, you're forgetting. You're that. forgetting. You're forgetting because you're a Jets fan and your brain's still mush from the only punt return touchdown of the entire season. Last hey, get week. to your pick, stupid. Uh, I'm going with the Patriots. Uh, Kirk Cousins is getting smashed by Judon's going to have three sacks. It's going to be a bloodbath. By the way, Montante, you know your franchise quarterback is an absolute bust already, right? You know that he's hopeless, <laughs> that he's the worst QB in the NFL, that he's that he doesn't he's dumb, he doesn't even know the plays. You know that's that's over, right? You need you have to you have to draft another quarterback, right? 
Did he freeze? Right well, did he leave? Shot. Did he leave when you asked that? Oh, you- I froze. Sorry. Let's get to the last game. <laughs> last game, New Orleans at San Francisco. I'm not sure why you picked this one, but uh, the, uh, the, 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 the Niners looked great on Monday night. Jimmy G looked excellent. They are loaded. They have all kinds of talent. I've never picked the Saints, at least not since uh, Andy Dalton's been playing quarterback. So I'm going – Niners, that's another nine and a half points. I don't care. I'm going with the uh, Niners at a blowout. How about you, you Montante? So this is just an, a simple um, simple math game for me here. So let's see if Craig can follow along here. Uh, I, I, I think, think San I Francisco will hold New Orleans to under 10 points, and I think San Francisco will score 20-plus. So simple math right there. I don't see how San Fran does not cover that big number. San Fran, easy. So I feel like we've been doing this the entire season in New Orleans has been the one place everyone's been not seeing correctly, except for you right. in like week two. Maybe it was it was a while ago. So I'm going to go with the Saints to be different. Why not? Good. That's excellent. I like it. Excellent job. All right. Montante. Ten points uh, is a ton. All right. Uh, congratulations on kicking ass for the first uh, 11 weeks. We'll see if you can keep it up, Montante. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Jets again. Okay. Have you started in on the vodka and Red Bull yet? No, this is a good spot for us to um, kind of plug it here. Uh, unannounced mm-hmm. news. A good way to stay awake for uh, Thanksgiving is uh, take your Callahan vodka and Red Bull and you'll stay up. When, when, are, we, when are we dropping that, Jerry? Uh, 2023, January? There used to be a Callahan vodka, you know. I used to have, we used to have a bottle when I was a kid. It was you know, a big bottle of it's, it was cheap stuff. I don't even know where it was made, but uh, we could we could bring it back. We should bring it back. Callahan coffee's been a huge hit, so we should try to uh, capitalize on that. Yeah. But uh, maybe try to branch out. We'll do a Callahan Hennessy and expand the audience. But um, thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> have a good Thanksgiving, and we will talk to you soon. All right, thanks, Montante. <laughs> that is uh, our official. Uh, handicapper who is rolling man if he's really betting real money he is making some money because he has been i talked to i talked to him last week i won't get into specifics but he's down bad (laughs) so so the games he picks with us he gets right he is just Mm -hmm. i mean he's beating us i'm like 500 you're like well deep in the cellar but he has just run away with our little contest yep yep that means he's going to win some callahan coffee in a in a shade concrete hat that's the uh, first prize big we skimp but we don't skip at anything here <laughs> yeah, but uh, that will do it enjoy the games that is a good slate of thanksgiving games it is i might have to go with the red bull and vodka to make it through all you know 10 hours of nfl action but that is a that is a great day of games starting at noon with the Bills. I love watching the Bills play and finishing up with the Patriots at Minnesota. Uh, but uh, that'll do it, Ironhead. You have a, a good Thanksgiving. You as well. We're not doing our show Friday. I just want everyone to know, all our subscribers to know, it's all your fault. <laughs> we, we begged for the day off. Uh, I don't know what, right. I don't know why, but you said, please, I, I, I don't know if I can make this work. I'm ready to go. I'm, you know, it's my fault. I'm not smart enough to do this alone. I need you as, uh, as limited as your skills are. I require them and we don't have them Friday. So we are skipping Friday. I'll be on Twitter. If you want to follow, if I'll, be, I'll probably be tweeting about the games and about the latest in uh, out of Colorado Springs and, and all the other big news. Follow me at Jerry Callen. You can follow the show 
at the Callahan show and you can follow Ironhead at what? At Craig VGS. Craig VGS. And if you're looking, if if you're shopping this weekend, go to CallahanGoffee.com, get a pound great coffee. Go to MyPillow.com, use code word Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y. By the way, Elon Musk tweeting out this morning, he wants to hear people's reviews of their MyPillows. He wants to know if they're really that good. I can assure you, Elon, bud, I know he's listening. They are. They're great. MyPillow, the slippers, the, the dog beds, the pillows, it's all there at MyPillow. Just be sure to use code word Jerry. Same thing for Omaha Steaks. Go to OmahaSteaks.com and use code word jerry thanks to everybody for watching and listening and supporting our sponsors that is very very important and we really appreciate it good job ironhead i'm jerry callahan this is the callahan show happy thanksgiving we'll talk to you monday morning shaking my head and thinking something ain't right is it just me am i losing my mind am i standing on the edge of the end of time Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Who thinks it takes- like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.